It's Sports Arena and it's Extreme Rewind, your weekly look into the world of extreme as we cover ECW Hardcore TV from episode one all the way to 401 with every pay-per-view and special in between. You got myself, Paul, and I'm joined as always by Jay. What's happening, Jay? It's been a week. It's some exciting stuff, some samey stuff, some stuff stuff. But more importantly, sometimes it's just nicer being in 1998. <laughs> That's, yeah, I, I get that. <laughs> you sort of have all these sort of like crazy, vibrant crowds and you sort of watch Raw and be like, there he is. So, I did um, enjoy the um, Alexa Bliss fiend style transformation. Uh, yeah, I like it that the, the fiend is sort of a, a demon that possesses rather than Bray Wyatt, if that makes sense. Yeah. It seems to be um, it can, it, anyone can be the fiend, you know? And, and, and I like, you, know, you wouldn't be able to do it in the same sort of way if you had the live crowd because you wouldn't be able to do the quite the same kind of, you know, cuts and pre-edits and all the rest of it. So, um you know, fair play for them trying something different, but it's still very odd without a crowd, isn't it? A year later, almost a year later. The, the thing is, the worst thing about not having a crowd is it's just so hard to gauge what works. Yeah. The, the crowd influence, like um, MVP and all that lot, they could be um, like just so over, but you just don't know. Yeah. Do you mean Drew McIntyre could be the worst champion of all time, or he could be one of the most over champions? Well, of all to time. be fair, he's drawn the least amount of money. I mean, I can't remember the last time I saw him sell out a house show. <laughs> uh, need more Drew figures. Um, what else was I going to say? I watched um, that David Arquette documentary. Oh, yes. That's on Sky. So, oh, um, how was it? Um, it's good. It is good. I mean, I think it's a pretty cool, um, pretty cool watch. It's, it parts of it feel very like rushed. It's very much just like uh, I'm going to be a wrestler because what happened? You know, about three minutes of training, wrestling the street with luchas, match, 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 match. Yeah, he's done it. Finish. Uh-huh. But it's it, but it's still cool and it's only little right. But that's only two years away in our world because we are in 1998 and we're in ECW. And um, yeah, this week we're looking at episodes 278 and 279. Um, August the 22nd, 1998 and then around the 29th, I guess. Um, yeah, quite a lot going on, but also not a lot going on, all, all at the same yeah, that's a good um, summary. There's 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 bits that's moving forward. There's bits that that fall out. There's bits that, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, so I guess we um, dive straight in. Um, episode two hundred and seventy-eight. It starts off uh, with highlights of the triple threat match between Sabu, Bam Bam, and Taz that we covered last week, as well as RVD beating Jerry Lynn that we covered last week. Um, then we get the end of the show. We had Joe Gertner's promo basically saying, uh, 
tune in next week, being this week, RVD sort of won't be finishing the show with all the belts. Ooh, what a cliffhanger. And um, that is this show. So it just sort it of is. gives you a tie-in so we know where we're at. You don't have to go and wait till next show, although you could if you wanted to, but we'll get there. Um, this is this show that they're talking about. This is this show. Um, it's exciting. I feel it's exciting. I thought it was good. It was good to have sort of a, a cliffhanger as such, you know. It was a different sort of approach. We get a promo from Jane Douglas uh, continuing to say that Bam Bam didn't tap. Talked about sort of triple threat getting all the gold because too many other people had gold. Um, Joe Goethe comes out. Mainly in, RVD. Yeah, pretty much all RVD, yeah. Um, Joe Goethe comes out and basically says that Dudley Boys have a tag team title match, which he didn't like to say it was like a rematch clause or anything from a past one. It was sort of really sort of just around... Uh, we managed to sort out some stuff and we've got a title match. Yeah. So, but I, I take that. I mean, Jerry Lynn lost the summer series and got a TV title match, so everything is acceptable. Um, RVD comes out, does a bit of a Joel Gertner impression, which I was quite funny. Yeah. He's having a lot of I fun. He's having a lot of fun at the moment, you can tell. It's clicking. I mean, everything he's doing is, is kind of clicking at the moment. So, yeah, it, you can see him just kind of growing and growing and finding his feet even more. Um, Which makes it even weirder for me, knowing that the WWE consider him not able to cut a mic and therefore don't put a, a microphone in his hand for years, apart from him saying dude or bro. Unfortunately, that's just that's them all over, though, with, with a lot of their stuff. I mean, if you look at where the Dudley boys are now, but when they went into WWE, they got completely reset to the stuttering gimmick. Yeah. Which is just like, how much of, you know, Bubba have you seen in ECW for you to take back to that place? And then in their last run, for them to just be kind of poo-pooed, and they obviously didn't pay any attention to him as sort of Bully Ray and what a monster heel yeah. he could be as a solo competitor. is kind of insulting. You kind of sit there and think, have you actually... Uh, you may like run a wrestling business, but are you actually a wrestling fan? Because even as a fan, you'd probably watch some of that stuff and say, wow, it's spectacular, you know? So um, mm. it's kind of weird, their mindset with um, these people. He, he just very sort of fell into the whole dude, where's my car kind of era. And it's yeah. just like, dude, sweet. Yeah. And it's just like, he's so much more than that. Yeah, I mean, they were playing off kind of his high time style gimmick more than anything. And I can almost understand why you'd be nervous to give the Dudleys a microphone after their ECW stuff, but especially where they end. But um, yeah, RVD, yeah, you know, feels a little bit more safe. It does feel, but what I, what I do feel would have benefited, I mean, don't be wrong, he still had an amazing WWE run, but it could have been even yeah. bigger if they had that overexcitable, super passionate manager that allowed yeah. him to go, whoa, relax, relax. I'm Rob Van Dam. I've got this. You've got nothing to worry about. I still have two belts at the end of the night. In a, in a yeah, one-on-one I mean, see, promo, you, you can't do that if you're against talking like that to your opponent. It doesn't work in the same way. 
No, but you could play off the interviewer and do that because the in all of these he's kind of on his own. So if you were playing off of whoever with the microphone of like, you know, you've got two matches tonight and you know, ah, it's all right, relax, it's okay. I'm still, you know, so you know, I'm on two, which means what? I'm 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 on the whole fucking show. That's not a problem. I can do. So you you could still kind of play that through. But yeah, I mean, he he works best with that hype man style role that um, Fonzie is playing so well here. You know, it's about, and I guess also the foil of of a Sabu style, he can kind of play off as well in regards to you know, oh, I don't want to end up like horribly disfigured and scarred. No offense. <laughs> so yeah, I think all of that kind of adds to the 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 lightning in the bottle style stuff, doesn't it? It does. Um, is this what he got in a slight brawl with uh, Sign Guy and Big Dick? Yeah, yes, they basically managed to take um, both of them out, injuring them, so they wouldn't be. With them later on, if that's the fish. clever, he's very clever. Stop it becoming a four on one. Um, we then dive straight into Just Incredible versus the Sandman. Uh, no rhyme or reason or build, it's just a happening, and I'm all right with that. Yeah, it was, um, it was a really good match. Um, this, uh, I mean, obviously, the, the Dudley stuff has been all right, but I think this is probably the best single showing of the Sandman we've had in a little while. Yes. Uh, um, for quite a while, I think. I think Fresh Opponent's done him good, though. I think he's, um, you know, no fault of his own, but fighting Sabu every night is enjoyable. It would be for the live audience. Wait, that was a fresh opponent for the one, to, you know, first time ever match. <laughs> this is true. Every, every match is the first time ever match. But, um, yeah, it, it, it must take its toll. Yeah, I, I yeah, and I think there's a certain amount of motivation to work through. I mean, it's, this match is um, also quite good because it's got so much gubbins in it that it kind of hides Sandman. Yeah. Um, and Just Incredible is is just starting to really kind of come into his own. I think so. He he kind of starts really kind of ratcheting up and ramping oh, up the, he, the, the... he massively comes into I mean we'll get into that in the second episode more so I think but um, yeah he's he's absolutely flying at the moment in my opinion I think he's the main um, standout I mean he could have easily I wouldn't say necessarily needs a belt to understand everything that's going on with RVD but you could have easily given him the TV title at this point and he could have made it a big deal yeah, because you just sort of feel like with Shane Douglas being injured and sort of RVD sort of holding the belts, things aren't necessarily sort of held up, but title matches aren't as free flowing as they could be because you know they're only really going to maybe get one title match, as we saw with the pay per view. There's one title match on there, so it's yeah. sort of just because um, we don't recognise the FTW belt. Um, well, until the champ recognises it, we're not going to. And by the champ, I mean Taz. <laughs> uh, so the match happens. Just Incredible does pick up that win, and he does start caning the Sandman after it. It is happening. He's got his hands on the cane. Finally. Um, it's, it's nearly... I felt something, didn't yeah, it? Apart from, obviously, Lance Storm and Impacty Playery, this is nearing the final piece of the puzzle for our... Um, 
just incredible growth, it, and it's and it's and it's come quite organically and good. There was a certain amount of just incredible picking up that cane and you know the the the, view, the vision of him swinging it that felt slightly akin to when uh, in in Avengers Endgame you see uh, Thor's hammer hit Thanos and then fly back and Cap Captain America holds it and that kind of like <gasps> kind of moment. No, it was um, it just feels like that's. Right. Well, it's it's one of those like the cool. Like obviously, we get like cool bits. You're watching it back, sort of knowing pretty much everything that happens, but not necessarily knowing the path. You have this whole like, oh shit, you guys don't know this is a big deal, but this is a big fucking deal. Do you know yeah. what I mean? that sort of cool sort of thing going on with it all? That I was I was really digging. So yeah, you sort of beat the the shit out of Sandman. Which um, I'm sure he enjoyed. We then got a promo from Just Incredible. Any any parts you want to take from this? I just thought it was great. Um, you know, how did you feel about a kid from New York coming in Philadelphia and winning? How did you feel about? Uh, um, and you know, it was it was just that kind of it was a real kind of smarmy heel needling thing, which I really enjoyed. And it was just down, you know, even down to you know how I, how I beat you on my own. And we know that it was like everyone got involved in all the rest of it. But again, it's just that kind of like they don't count. They don't matter. I beat you. Um, so I, I thought this was, again, a huge step towards him really just starting to feel comfortable with that character and, um, uh, you know, work through and, and, and really kind of start to, to, to level up and transcend. Um, uh, the Sandman promo afterwards was fine. It was good enough. It was just him kind of chatting a little bit. Um, or was that before? It may have been before. Yeah, then I think Credible. Yeah, but it still the same. Because so. Credible then challenges into a single four canes yeah. match. Um, and the only thing I could think of, I thought it was really good and I thought it was really well done. And the only thing I could think of was imagine how much of a, big moment that would have been if Sandman had been kept in any way, shape or form strong over the last year. If we hadn't watched him be beaten down by Sabu and by the Dudleys and by Jack Victory and by anyone else and just, you know, continually getting destroyed by people. If this was like the first time in a while that he'd got his cane taken and been laid out by someone the heat that would have been transcended to to or, or moved to um, uh, just incredible would have been just even bigger. Yeah, I think the main thing that I'm sort of loving from a lot of the hills in ECW that you don't get, especially today, is uh, so many hills are just happy to be fucking hills. There's too many. You know, apart from maybe like a MGF, so many hills are like, I'm a hill, but also still make sure you buy my shirts and that. I'm still pretty cool. And here yeah. the Dudleys almost have that like, you know, couldn't give a fuck if you see a Dudley boy shirt or you, they, they, you know, they couldn't give a fuck. Even though obviously they did because they wanted the merchandise money. They had this whole like, no, I want, I want you to hate me. I really don't like any of you. Yeah. 
Yeah, and you can't say that about all the heels no. on this show, and no. we'll, we'll come into that. But um, yeah, I mean, it is you know just it, incredible it, the Dudley Boys not... are really sort of rising above as these people who just want to be hated. And Lance Storm seems to be trying. <laughs> you know, his his promo is just atrocious, though. He's, I suppose no, I guess he's just a different sort of hill. He he's more like sort of the the super jock, I guess. He's the, yeah. He's a, he's, a he's, he's kind of. I imagine he'd be a different sort of height. He's almost following the the, the franchise playbook, but not quite. Well, not anywhere near yeah, as well. He, he's not like a just incredible kind of hill. He he's hateable but in a sort of diff for a different sort of reasonings but um yeah no storm's doing um he's he's doing good things but you're only your promo is only as serious as the person takes it you know and i think that's his issue you you could sit there and you could say you know i'm gonna kill you and all this we'll get to that in a minute um, yeah we'll we'll get to that in a minute because i'm not sure quite who he's feuding with now everyone the crowd uh, main event time, Rob Van Dam versus those damn Dudley boys. Um, it's two on one for a large part of time because Sabu's obviously injured and beaten from the triple threat match last week, which I'm guessing... Suffering from fatigue. He is, but um, again, it kind of... It, it's hard because it sort of almost time stamps everything because you need... This is what we said before, because it's not TV as such. It's shows that are edited together. You, was it earlier in the night? Was it last week? Was it? You know, it, it was, yeah. And it was earlier in the night because they also referenced that, that RVD's already had that match with Kerry Lynn yeah, but I just, in the night. Do you know what I mean, though? It's so... You know, you have to like watch it, watch it to get this yes. information. If you just sort of had it on and took it as a weekly show, like you might do like Raw or Nitro at the time, You'd sit there and think, well, why is Sabu like fatigued? He wrestled a week ago. I mean, it's, it's kind of, yeah. I understand it. I just find it. Uh, it takes you out of it, it slightly, does. doesn't it? Because, yeah, this is this is part two of last week's show rather exactly. than this week's show. Um, but one Red Bull later and Sabu does come out and help. The triple threat get involved, which allows Taz to get involved, helping clean house. Then you sort of have this weird RVD, Sabu, Taz sort of standing there with Sabu. So, New chance, triple threat. The crowd New chance, triple threat. New, New triple, triple threat. threat. And Sabu kind of sits there waving a drain pipe at Taz. What I love every single time that, that Sabu's going to go for him is he, he whacks Bill Alfonso to warn him that he's going to move so that Bill Alfonso can stop him. <laughs> And it's just this weird kind of like, huh? Oh, okay, I'll stop. Huh? Oh, okay. Well, one, of the, one of these times you're not going to catch me and That's stop the me. You don't talk, innit? You're sort of left in um, that situation. Yeah, but the show ends with basically these three in the crowd and the, uh, three in the ring either and the crowd chanting um, new triple threat. So yeah, it was a pretty solid ending because um, it left you thinking. Yes. Um, so we start off episode 279 with... Um, Chris Candido and Demi Lynn Sinch is back. Um, great two to start the show, really, especially when he had his um, 
back in black music and that it would have been pretty sort of hot to get the crowd going and everything else and a cool way to start it. They they get in the ring, the the crowd's obviously chanting loads of pleasantries towards Tammy. Um she basically says that she wants to slap Lance Storm in the face. Yep. And um that brings out Lance Storm. And I'm gathering that you wanna talk about Lance Storm, so well, so, yeah, so Lance Storm then cuts the promo about, you know, um, uh, just normal Lance Storm stuff about the two of them and blah, blah, blah. Um, and uh, then Tammy Lynn Sitch does slap him in the face. Uh, so they get into a little bit. Tammy Lynn Sitch slaps him in the face. He rolls out and is held back and goes back into the thing as Tammy Lynn Sitch is cutting a promo to say that she's now in ECW and here to stay. Um and it's just this this weird, you know, the, the the promo and the conversation and the heat now seems to be between the former Sonny and Lance yeah, Storm. Yeah, I mean... That seems to be the feud now. So Candido's almost her proxy, but there was nothing there, apart from a comment of, you know, when we were a tag team, I was the best of the, tag, best of the two of us. There was nothing there that... that opened it up for for anything more and it's now that Lance Storm is, is feuding with, with Tammy Lynn Sitch and it seems Kenny didn't even say anything on the mic did he? No. well he started and then and he said something about um, you know everyone's here to see, wrestle my, see me wrestle my ass off and then she took the mic and said actually I think they're all here to see my ass yeah. and that was the most he got and automatically, you worry that her being there is going to distract from him rather than add to him. Well, yeah, exactly. You know, we always complimented sort of Francine and what she, you know, gives to the franchise and what the franchise in return, yeah, sort of helps her be. You know, when this, yeah, you could tell it's you know, Sunny sort of loves it. I mean, Candido was an amazing wrestler, even when he was Skip. Um, but no one was paying attention to anything he did in the ring because everyone was paying attention to Sonny. And it's just a worry that Candido is an amazing wrestler in ECW. Is anyone going to be paying attention to him or is everyone going to be paying and attention to Sonny? he is and has been an amazing wrestler in ECW because, um, like I said, we've complimented him so many times, stealing the show week in, week out. But no, you're right. He's very much sort of almost lost in the shuffle in his own feud. Yeah, yeah, he's the he's the proxy now, and he's the proxy until Lance Storm can get some backup, and then that's going to be about the catfire. Yeah, we, no, it's a shame. Um, hopefully, so we shall see. I, I, I mean, you know, I, I'm hoping that's I'm it. wrong. I mean, that's I'm hoping he still gets to dazzle. But yeah, no, I think you're. Um, yeah, you're right. That um, Sal Graziano, uh, future big Sal of the FBI, making his. Debut here. He's just a big boy, basically. Um, 600 pounds. He is definitely not doing the Joe Wicks body coach cycles. Um, if he is, then he needs a refund. It's not working for him. But, uh, um, yeah, no, he's, he's, like he's a big lad. As not a comedic spot, but I, I like the whole sort of maximum build, 
Like, here he is, this guy is huge. Spike Dudley's going to fight. He's going to crush Spike Dudley. How? What is Spike Dudley going to do here? Look at the size. And it's just a build and build. It's like a 10-minute sort of build before this match even starts, it feels like. I know it's not, but you know what I mean? It feels like basically yeah. gets in there going, oh, my God, how is Spike going to get around this? Uh, basically just acid drop one, two, three, over. Yeah, and, and you know, really kind of builds Spike as this weirdly yep. believable giant killer. Um, you know, we've seen him beat people who are a little bit bigger than him. We've seen him beat people who are a bit, you know, quite a bit bigger than him. And now we're seeing him beat people who are just huge compared to him. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it really works in building him up as as the giant killer. Um but yeah, it's good. That's I all think, it is. Um, this giant kid of things going to run for a couple of weeks and leads to a pretty um, cool. I don't, I don't know if it's really a debut because I don't think they sort of stay around. But pretty cool cameos coming up in a couple of weeks. So um, mm. it'd be good to um, have him pop out there. As so Spike Dudley wins, celebrates, we all rejoice, and we move on. Uh, Tracy Smothers versus the Sandman. So FBI in the ring. Sandman comes out with his entrance. This wasn't an awful match. I was just kind of really struggling to get into it because it just, I don't know, it wasn't a match for... I mean, it's it's all kind of your usual FBI schmals of everyone getting involved yeah. and trying to hit him with a flag and blah, blah, blah. Um it feels like the sort of match the Sandman should be destroying people in. Yep. It's a competitive match. And that takes away. And, and it's a competitive match because it's all building towards. But again, it's just that whole kind of, you know, if this was a, a strong Sandman, how much more would this yeah, have meant? Yeah, so it just sort of um, happens. So Sandman wins, end up pretty much beating up the whole FBI and getting the win. But that's not the story here. The story here is what happens after the match. So Jason comes out first of all, gets taken out by the Sandman. Um, Chastity comes out, who would be Sandman's manager in a couple of months. Um, she gets taken out. Um, only only for about two story. weeks after, in a couple of months. and Until someone finds out the internet's <laughs> a thing and Googles her. I remember. Um, Jason Jason took too many shots for me. So Jason tries to kick. Sandman catches the kick and canes him. And I think it's about three cane shots before Jason goes down. So and for me, that was too, is, too many. It's too, too many. Ignoring the whole, you know, what we know about sort of head trauma and that. It's too, too many in the sense of getting over the Sandman. And, and yeah, not needing to get like, over Jason. If if Bulls Mahoney is getting over, but he's got to hit Jason three times with a chair shot to knock him down, you'd be like, "Well, you're getting you, you know, you're not getting over this, you know, Bulls one shot chair shot that's so powerful and mean, you know, it's this thing. If you know the fact that Masafa yeah. Tanaka took like a couple of them was such a big deal because no one could, and you kind of feel like where Samman worked with his. Singapore Kane and what Just Incredible does in a minute is he kind of down them with one and they're already out but he just but just loses his head and just beats and the shit out of them when they're already sort of dead 
which is which is what we saw with exactly. with you know old school Sandman. You know the reason why um, you know the Sandman feud was the making of Tommy Dreamer is you stood there and took ten of my best shots. Well, if Jason can take three, then suddenly that's not as big a that's the thing compliment, is it? Because I don't know why I don't know why women's you know begging him to you know just say and give up. And, and, you know, kiss my feet and all the rest of it after a couple, because even Jason can take three. So there's not yeah, really so a big thing think, on that. Um, like I said, it's just. <laughs> Dreamer. Oh. oh, it was. I miss. Um, that was the thing. I miss Woman. She was fantastic. She was a good. She had a lot. She was. She was. That was, that was peak yeah. Sandman. The instantly forgettable Missy Hyatt sort of trade up. Um, yeah, no, but yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Pay your bills, Cairo. In my house, drinking my bills, just weird, beers, just pay your bills. Um, some of his like better stuff was early day stuff. Like, his feud yeah. with like Ravens, like great, but a lot of it was just um, sort of been wingman and helping. But yeah, he's, he's um. And yeah, just was, body to get great, beaten up. Yeah. They need someone who gets who gets laid out in a spectacular yeah, fashion. Stuff. Love that. Um, yeah, but this does bring out Justin Incredible, who does mm-hmm. attack um, Sandman and sort of cane him multiple times. Um, FBI basically save the Sandman. Yeah, so the FBI turns, in essence, because what they do is they're originally holding the Sandman and joining in and all the rest of it. And then they sense that this this upstart has, is going too far. So they end up protecting Which, the Sandman and saving the Sandman from I just incredible, just continuing to great. beat him. I think two different sets yeah. of heels with two different kind of mentalities, but both heels nonetheless. And one set turning around and going... No, you've taken it too far now. Like we're up for beating him, but you're. All right. He's, yeah, he's he's, he's learned his lesson. You've, then, you've um, beaten him. Just fine. He's down. The mic and saying the only reason I let you live is so I can kick your ass again. I mean, how simple but powerful is that? It's just whilst wearing a Sandman t-shirt. I mean, this guy is just yes, rocket straight. And then Shane Douglas tries to grab a bit of his heat by saying he reminds me of me. He reminds me of a young me. I was like, fair enough, Shane. But um, similarities, but um, different. But yeah, like there's parallels. Uh, I, I, after, I think uh, there's Shane there's Douglas parallels. Yep, and there's there's parallels about how yeah, they're going to 100%. to become champion. And, yeah, and, no, and who supports just, them. again? No, it's just um, there's this whole weird commentator or world champion. Like, what are you? Like, it's this. Like, what what is your situation with yeah. this? Are you seeing a threat? Are you like nervous that he's you, but the young, hungry you? Do you know what I mean it, it should be this? Yeah. yeah, you before does, you got yeah. successful and soft yeah, and, and injury-prone. You're, you're and... the champion. 
you're seeing paranoid like you but maybe slightly more vicious is it worrying you or you're just like hey sort of reminds me a bit like me so it just felt felt a great comment but just too casual in it it needed a bit more sort of substance but um yeah amazing work from just incredible again i think another another big standout this week he's going from strength to strength uh, he's, yep. he's at that stage where, obviously, Shane Douglas is the champion or whatever. But if if someone like say Tommy Dreamer was the current world champion, just incredible could kind of beat the crap out of him and get the belt with him next week, and you wouldn't be super surprised. You could sort of accept it. There's people above him, but you could still yeah. accept it because of what he's doing. And he'd tell you, he'd, he'd come on the mic straight after and tell you how, how yeah, deserved it was. Um, main event time, Dudley Boys versus RVD and Sabu. Starts off with them quickly, turns into a triple threat with Candido and Bam Bam Bigelow getting involved. Elimination triple threat, I must add. It's always all important with ECW. Um, I really enjoyed yep. this. A lot more than I thought I would. It was good. Yeah, I found a bit, a bit like meh. Was um, the Bam Bam Bigelow, Bubba Ray Dudley kind of big man off? Because because they've never played Bubba Ray the big yeah. man before like that. And the timing was just not right. They're, you know them them waiting to run each other until you know whilst the the referee faffed around yeah, before he got into position because of whatever else was and I don't understand why Francine was trying to distract the referee at no, that I just, point um, yeah, they've never played Bubba Ray as that sort of big man that you can't sort of knock over and you know, he's not an earthquake, he's not a typhoon I understand it's, you know, it's the first time they've sort of faced off so it was a moment but um, I, I don't know it, it's just um, yeah it's not a big deal. I just thought it was a thing. That's all. Um, it did. Yeah, yeah it felt a little bit quick. What was didn't a thing it? I did enjoy is something that we've been saying for weeks, potentially months, about um, potential booking for Taz, about having these great competitive 11-minute matches, whatever these unknowns, is fun, but it's not what you want to see from Taz. You just basically want to see his music hit him come to the ring and kick the shit out of people. And that's pretty much exactly what we got here. His music hit again. He came in the ring, started suplexing people around. Um, the Dudley boys looked like they'd got the better of him. Went to hit him with the 3D. Devon sort of lifted him up, but Bubba Ray didn't catch him. Instead, he reversed it into a transmission on Bubba, which I thought was really good. I've never seen this reversal before in highlights or anything and um yeah i thought it was really clever and i like the fact that devon was celebrating as if they just hit it not realizing that his partner was getting completely choked yeah. out <coughs> i agree i yeah i thought it was i thought it was a really good spot um yeah yeah you, I, um, I thought it was really well done a few little bits afterwards led to basically rvd pinning and eliminating the Dudley boys leaving us no Candido pinned him didn't they how was it yeah Candido Candido pinned yeah, yeah he did. With the finish. Yeah. Um, so this left 
RVD and Sabu versus triple threat members Candido and Bam Bam Bigelow, which again, we said these two should have been a tag team a long time ago and should have been a proper tag team. It should have been... I, we understand the whole Lance Storm thing and it's cool, but these are the two that really should have been going after the tag team titles for the triple threat all the way through and done properly. Absolutely, yeah. Um, so it happens. Again, it goes on for a bit. It's good. Um, RVD basically ends up sort of cracking Candido in the face off the top rope and picking up the pin, as we know that he would, and then they retain their titles. Thoughts on this match? Yeah. Uh, I thought it was a really good match. Um, I thought that um, they've shown that there's good chemistry between the participants here. Um, and I thought that they really kind of um, worked well. There were a couple of spots. So, you know, we've talked about the big man spot um, uh, near the end or coming up to the end. Bam Bam catches yeah. Sabu in a powerbomb position, um, turns to the setup table and then turns away and hits him on the floor because um, the table spot is four in a minute. I, and that I was a little bit clunky. Turns. Dumped him um, in the, through the table and sort of almost did like his big sort of like roary scream thing that he does. I think it would have made him, no pun intended, look like a beast, you know. Yeah, and, and it's just you know it's one of those kind of, or if he turned, so from where he caught him, he turned left and the table was there, so turned left again. So it was almost like 180 degrees from where he started to do the power bomb. If he'd caught him and turned right to the table wasn't there, then he could have just kind of put him straight down. Um, but just the the what seems to be the obvious choice not to put the guy that you're trying to beat up through a table when he's in a prone position just was a little off in the 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 flow of the match and the storytelling. Um, and yeah, so it just felt a little bit. Uh, of a of a a wobble in in it, but you know, it, it, silly little things, silly little spots like that, um, uh, are are fairly yeah, picky I mean, against what I mean, was a, you, you a, a pretty good match. Look for all these bits, and um, we then to round out the show. They showed highlights of this show, last week's show, and obviously a few matches we didn't see. Basically, all from this event that would have been held there. So sub. Yes, and hyping an event that we'll Um, never see. What do you think of ECW's handling of Bam Bam Bigelow? Because he's sort of in his prime here. Um, Yeah, it's a little inconsistent. Um, I mean, they've they've done more with him than uh, WWE or WCW would and did and will have um i think but um it's not there's points where he's the 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 big big man and there's points where he's not i think they've got a little bit lost in um some of the bam bam storytelling i still think that the face turn wasn't needed or useful yeah no i sort of um Obviously, you can probably guess by me sort of bringing it up, I sort of feel sort of similar with it always. It's quite, um, 
confusing because there is a lot of goods that he's done, but then out of all of the members, there's a lot of bits we sort of feel like he's lost in the shuffle. And I know, you know, people could sit there and say, hey, he's just been in a big feud with Taz. What are you talking about? I was like, yeah, but it, it's Shane Douglas's feud with Taz. You know, he was he's just sort of just the guy who sort of has the match almost with it. It's, it's um, it's very bizarre because I, I guess it's all strategic. He doesn't really talk and and stuff like this, but I don't know. Yeah, although you again, I think he, he I think they could have done. Something yeah, I, more I with just that it was only because I was watching bit, I this think. match, and I, it might have. You know, just being sort of what he was just left there at the end of him, I was just sort of just watching it thinking, he, he's probably the biggest star in this company, name-wise, overall. Like, for the whole... Yeah, maybe Sunny now. Maybe Sunny but, now. Um, yeah. But he's the of, biggest um, name you're going to get a match like out of. It, when you think realistically, like Japan, he was... He was in New Japan, so he's known out there. Obviously, WWE. Um, he headlined WrestleMania only a couple of years ago. Yeah, so he was. Yep. He was high, he's very high profile matches. All this stuff, and he's very recognizable as well. Look, I just feel like, I don't know, I know he has been world champion, yep. this, but everything just seems like a hot shot. He was like world champion, we lost it like a month later. He was like TV champion. Lost it like two weeks later. Everything's very much just like he's had these moments, but it's not really given a chance to be a moment. But um, he's still yeah. the best version of the triple threat, even though it's a shame they weren't all champions together because I think they could have had a real thing with that. Yeah, and I, I think that there's uh, you could probably. Um make a case for all three to have been triple yeah, crown I mean, winners. it's weird. Um, I mean, Shane Douglas is the champion. Makes sense. But it also could have been they stripped the belt off him and the triple threat going this whole conspiracy about having the belt taken off the champion when he never lost it kind of thing they could have done. Because I know, like I said, I think just everything's really held up at the moment. There's a lot of people it could have high profile matches and it's just like everything's just um, great matches, but not necessarily as high profile as they could be. Uh, so I did notice in the clips I wanted to bring up is uh, Mikey Ripbreak seems to be back. He was, uh, he was arrested. Yeah, uh, he was I missed arrested that. Jerry Lynn so yeah, that's what uh, so, look for. I'm not sure when his run in WCW was, whether he just had it and came back or whether it's still coming up. But, um, yeah, he was um, a little match with Jerry Lynn, so he should be back in the fold hopefully soon, which should be good. And, um, yeah, I think that's basically everything. I think a lot of good from it. Obviously, we're seeing this triple threat, triple threat feud slowly start to blossom. It's going to be interesting to see where they go with the Dudley boys. Because I think they need the tag team belts sooner rather or later. I think RVD being the double champion benefits him, but them having the tag team belts doesn't necessarily benefit the tag team division. 
No, and it's weird because it seems to be strangely turning RVD face, and yeah, that's that's strange to no, me. I hundred percent get that. So um, yeah, it's interesting. The the, the Taz um, explosion continues. I mean, this guy is just an absolute sort of megastar at this point. He's killer. So his growth there, Spike Dudley, small cameo, but it's enough. Yeah. He he sort of moves forward. Just Incredibles moving forward nicely. Um, yeah, there's some good stuff here. So really good stuff. Um, if you want to get involved in the conversation, yes. follow us on social media at underscore sports arena. That is us. That is where we talk. Um, what was your um, match of the week? I would probably say the triple threat tag match from, I don't know, maybe Sandman. Uh, just incredible see now this thing I thought the triple threat tag match was a very very good match and was probably the best match however my recommendation would be Sam Incredible because I just enjoyed that and I don't know why I can't really say why but that I enjoyed more than the triple threat match even though the triple threat match was probably the better match I think it's because not only is it a good match it's a fresh match but also, like we said, you have the the, the famous, you know, the, the Kane moment. So it's an iconic moment in the journey of Extreme, I think. So, yeah, 100% agree with Jay there. So go back to episode 278. That's 22nd of August, 1998. Check out that episode. Check out Just Incredible versus The Sandman um, as the growth of Just Incredible continues. Um, yeah, like I was saying, at underscore sports arena is where you can find us as we talk all things extreme. Um, liking, sharing, finding any random bits we can find, like bringing up the fact that Super Destroy is the longest reigning ECW cha- tag team champions in history. Don't ever forget that. Um, <laughs> they never will because you know they're probably still they never will. if they can. God bless them. Um, yeah, that's it. We'll be back. Relive the revolution and see you next week. It is.